1: Hello everyone and welcome to the Lauren Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Thanks for joining us this week. Per usual, we have two great guests. Um CJ Perry and Tom Papa. So Tom is a comedian who you all know. I know you guys know him. I know you've watched his specials. He's been around forever. I love him. I was so pumped to to talk to him because I love his like dry humor and he's he's just so uh normal and chill to talk to. I was I was not Surprised at all? I I figured he'd be like that, but I was I was nonetheless happy. Um, and C J Perry. So C J Perry, I wasn't super familiar with her, but she seemed very interesting. Um, so I wanted to interview her. She is a wrestler turned reality show star turned actress dancer, super 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 beautiful. Excuse me. Um, but she is currently in the show, um, the reboot of the Surreal Life on VH1. She previously did, um. It was the Divas show. What's that called? Um, I'm drawing a blank on it now because I'm like really hungover. <laughs> I went out last night. It's been a really long time since so I've gone out, okay? Leave me alone. Um, no. So CJ uh, talks all about the surreal life and just filming that. And she's just such an amazing woman. I mean, I, again – It wasn't like I I wasn't expecting her to be that way, but I wasn't super familiar with her. So um, I just, I was so pleasantly surprised at everything she had to say. She's super thoughtful, super insightful, um, and she's just sweet. So, oh, it was Total Divas. That's what it was, sorry. (laughs) Total Divas on VH1. So yeah, she was on that. And so she basically tells me what she learned from that. Like basically watching yourself fight on reality shows is cringy, as you can imagine. So she really wanted to take, um take a second to work on herself before going on the surreal life. So I loved that. Um also, I mentioned I was a little hungover, so just forgive me, okay? There was like a delay I feel like in our interview like where she like it would stop, so I would go to talk and then she would talk, so it seems like I'm talking over her and I tried to edit it, it just didn't work. So just you know what, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, you're, it's still a good interview. You're still really going to like it. Anyway, let's start with Tom, my Tommy boy. Um, and yeah, then we'll go right on to CJ.
2: Hi. Hi.
1: How are you?
2: Good. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. I'm super excited to talk to you. You are kind of a legend. Did you know that?
2: I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> well, I'm telling you. I'm telling you now. <laughs> that, must so you
2: know. <laughs> that must mean I've been around for a beat.
1: Well, I mean, I guess sure. Like, I feel like a lot. I mean, I don't know if you were a Chris Farley fan. This is just random, but I know yesterday I made like a whole big deal. Um, I wish he was still around, but it was the 25th anniversary of his death yesterday. Um, I don't know if you were a fan or wow. you realized that. I know. I know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess, you know, you, you have been around, but, um, you have a new special out that came out on the 13th. You have a new book out. So you have a lot of stuff that you, um, you can promote.
2: Yeah, um, it's, it's nice. You know, my last time, my last special came out, um, right before the pandemic in 2020. Mm -hmm. And You know, I keep saying we have to add two years to our our timeline because you're like, when did we last see each other? It must have been two years ago. No, it was four because we had that two years of of missing time in between. But I was busy during it and I was still writing and I was still getting out and performing when I could. Mm. So it kind of feels nice. It really does feel like, okay, you know, as crazy as all that was, we were still able to find some humor in it all and still be able to relate and you know it's, it's not only good for my fans when they come to see the show it's I say a lot of times when I'm on stage I think I'm probably enjoying this even more than you are
0: oh that's
1: really nice I mean I you have a really good outlook about um the pandemic and everything I personally like I wasn't you know, I didn't get sick and I didn't have any family members that got really sick. So I shouldn't really mm-hmm. um, say that it was so hard for me, but dude, I, it was the worst point of my life. I moved back in with my parents, literally my husband, my kids, we all he literally did. left. Yes. So I shudder when I think about that. So I'm really glad that you don't have those. I shudder, man. I'm like, that was, that was a time. Um, yeah, but no, well,
2: look, it was, it was hard. It was hard for all of us. We yeah. definitely yeah. something challenging. And we, you know, you took all the Normal things, I and mean, you know, we, it, it was difficult. But mm. you had to uh, you find your way to cope. And my way to cope was to create stuff and yeah. uh, try not to get super fat.
1: <laughs> I know. Don't you love that people went either way? They went on like this crazy health kick, or they're like, "Yeah, fuck it, whatever."
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a <laughs> exactly. really good point. I know. That's a really I have good one point. Of my- <laughs> One of my friends recorded his special and he's like, he can't even watch it because he was three times the size as he was at the beginning of the pandemic.
1: Dad, really? Three times the size?
2: Uh, Yeah, um, literally. He was so big. He just just kept eating. He he said the problem was when he realized that he's at the time, you know, all delivery services were really popping off and he lived in LA Yeah, and he realized, Oh my God, the weed guy can come at the same time as the food guy. Yeah, and that that's it. true. <laughs> that is so <laughs>
1: true. Oh my goodness. Actually. Yeah. I would say for me also, the pandemic is where I discovered my love for THC and I was super against it. I used to like judge my husband I'm like you're so lazy all you do like I literally and now I'm like he's he honestly can't um he can't take the dosage I can to go to sleep at night he's such a wuss isn't that crazy now Uh, the tables (laughs) have completely turned
2: yeah yeah he's like I can't take any way you can get through
1: yeah exactly now (laughs) you I mean you have quite an impressive resume Tom I saw that you worked with Rob Zombie on stuff which is so freaking cool
2: yeah, he's the, he's the greatest. You know, when really? I was doing my stand up specials, yeah, he's the coolest. He's so creative and works really hard and he's just, a, and loves comedy. And, you know, when I wanted to make do my specials, I always wanted them to be more like a more film, mm. more filmatic. I just wanted them to be, you know, special. I didn't want yeah. to just do like something else that looked like another special on Comedy Central. And so I asked Rob if he would help direct and, and, you know, add a little something to it. And uh, yeah, it was great. We've done, we did Mm -hmm. two together and we did an animated movie together.
1: Did you just know him just from the industry where you just could call him up and be like, hey, can you help me out?
2: No, it was a friend, an actress that was in House of a Thousand Corpses, a movie that he directed.
1: I love that movie. Wait, which actress? Yeah,
2: yeah, uh, Jen Jostin. Okay. And and she uh, was getting married and... Invited us both to the wedding and we just became fast friends. And, and uh, I loved his music, he loved my comedy, and the rest is history.
1: Wow, um something really random. My 4-year-old son actually requests Rob Zombie. I don't really like it that he requests that. I don't know who played it for him, but <laughs> it's really concerning at this point. He's like his little voice. He's like, "Rob, I want Rob Zombie." I'm like, "Dude, you're so weird." Um great. <laughs> Yeah, it's very, very random. Now, I also saw you work with you've worked with a lot of different comedians. Um, you know, you had a show with Fortune Feimster. I I love her. I think she is one of the sweetest and most genuine humans that I've ever interviewed. I don't know if that's like, if I just got that from 10 minutes with her, but she just really seems so
2: genuine. She is. Yeah, she's great. And when I was, I got asked by Netflix to do the Sirius XM show and they said, who would you want to work with? And I just, I, I didn't even know her that well. We'd Mm -hmm. only met a couple of times, but the times that I met her, I just knew that she was a funny person and I could be funny with her. And I was like this is this will work. I didn't even have to like research it. I just knew she'd be a great person to spend time with and that listeners would love spending time with her. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, I love her so much.
1: That's really cool. You, you just felt that you guys would have a flow where you wouldn't talk over each other. You wouldn't uh, try to, I can see that about you too. Also, you, you both don't need to be the star of the show. You both are very cool in giving you, you know what I mean? Giving each other. um, Yeah. Yeah. The respect and the, and the airtime that, that you need now. so Sarah Silverman is a comedian. She's actually from my hometown um, in New Hampshire, uh-huh. which is random. Same with Adam Sandler, very random. I just came across something. She did, have you heard of this? In 2018 with Patton Oswalt. I don't know how to say it, Patton Oswalt, whatever. Um, I don't know if you've seen this skit. It's going viral right now, but it's literally a uh-huh. skit um, where they, they poke fun at pedophilia. Have you seen this?
2: <laughs> no i haven't you
1: haven't seen it? okay look it up after because i am very confused i always liked her and i'm just trying to get the take from other comedians about this why would you ever agree to do this she's like driving a van and one of the kids says to her oh i have to pee and she goes oh just go in my mouth literally tom that's what she says like you Aye. as a human you wouldn't do that who would ever say yes to a skit like this Truly. Really?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You not it, I so. can't really comment on it because okay. I haven't seen it, but mm.
1: uh, right.
2: it's not a great line. No, <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm freaking out. Like, I literally am like, wait, this must have been done in 2004 or something before, you know, people really started, I don't even want to say being sensitive about heados. Like, that's not going to sound right, you know? <laughs>
2: but it was 2018. No, it was I, think, 2018. Look, I think, I think there was a lot of stuff. There was a lot of comedy that was, um, shock for shock value early on, and then part of the part of the cool thing about people becoming a little bit more aware was they became more thoughtful. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've seen I've seen Sarah talk about some joke that somebody called her out on, and she's like, "Yeah, I was wrong. That was a different time, and it was." And you, it the time can't be um, dismissed. You know, there. Were, sure. You think about like when we were growing up in the '80s, the movies, the things that they would say about mm. women were just like, I have two young daughters, and I'm like, what you should watch Revenge of the Nerds. I remember that when I was in yeah. high school, it was a great film. And then you watch, you're like, this is creepy. This is like date yes. crazy, <laughs> and they and they're just like spying on these women, and it's like, <laughs> no, but you know, that was at mm-hmm. the time when the rest of the culture is all doing it. Nobody yeah. sees a problem with it, and thankfully we evolved. So when my <laughs> daughters show up, we're like, "No." Maybe spying on a girl in a locker room without her knowing it isn't cool.
1: Maybe not. Right. Exactly. No, I'm with you. I, I do think and I think I remember seeing Sarah Silverman apologize a bunch of times on her podcast about things. And you know what? I actually remember watching it saying I don't think she needed to apologize for XYZ or XYZ. There's certain things where I, I do believe people are too sensitive and it's comedy and I think that comedy uh, normalizes things, right? My opinion about Chappelle and the tra- I'm like, I think he's normalizing things for the trans community and that's That's my opinion, and it might not be popular, but I'm not afraid to say it, because I truly believe he is not transphobic in any way, shape, or form. So, I mean, I do... No, I I mean, look,
2: there's there's been very few comedians that get called out, and you're like, well, they're doing this because they're an evil person. I mean, most people Mm -hmm. in comedy, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't get into a profession of making people laugh and bringing joy usually does not come from a bad place. So... I don't think there's anything wrong with having a discussion of like, what did you think of that joke now? Well, Mm. I think maybe it's maybe with the way the world has changed, it wouldn't be good. But I think that the thing is the thing that's valuable is to have a conversation. It's not to shut people down. It's to let people talk and let people explore it. And um, and everybody should move forward. If you're just attacking people for the sake of attacking people, that's not getting us anywhere.
1: That's a really good point. And I think that um, people should really listen to that. And, and you know, we should say it again. Comedians are not up there because they are evil and they want to instill evil on you and they want to make fun of you. That's not why no. they're there. They're here to bring you joy and happiness. People need to remember that. Like that is so important.
2: No, 100%. Yeah,
1: that is a really yeah, good line, know, Tom.
2: It, yeah, comedians and and people that open bake shops, like there's very few evil people opening up a ca- a cupcake <laughs> stand.
3: Right, they're not trying <laughs> to know? poison These you people, with pistachios. <laughs>
2: is, yeah, they're just trying to bring a little joy in your day, and you should respect that. Does that mean that they're going to be flawless and not make mistakes? Of course not. But their heart, nine times out of ten, is in the right place.
1: You are so you are so cute. I love that bakery line. And no, and it's funny when I talked to Fortune, she was like, I just try to make uh, my comedy shows about me and making fun of me and my life just to avoid any sort of, um, you know, controversy. And and I get that. Now, Tom, we are out of time, but is there anything else that you want to just say that people might not know about you or you want to plug about yourself? Uh,
2: No, not really. I mean, you know, I just really want people to watch this special. I worked really hard on it. Mm. Uh, It's called What a Day. And I just... that's kind of the way I see the world. Is in the morning, I'm like, what a day. And by the end of the (laughs) afternoon, I'm like, what a day. (laughs) And uh, hopefully people enjoy it during the holiday.
1: Yes, I love that. Thank you so much, Tom. Thanks for coming on Lauren Interviews.
2: Thank you. I'll talk to you again.
0: Bye. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all. Not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold.
2: And here's your prescription.
1: So oh, you are in the midst, um, or or the show is in the midst uh, of a season. The surreal life, the reboot on VH1. That is so cool. I actually didn't even know that.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 one of a kind. I I, I think it's <laughs> one of the best reality shows out there, and I'm not just saying that. I'm on it. Okay. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's it's really really funny. It's uh, definitely a lot funnier the show than. The drama that went down in reality, but you know, like the producers okay. told us, when fights fights were breaking out, they're like, "This is a comedy, guys." Oh, it's, it, it's wow. Really fun.
1: Um, that's yeah, so funny. Yeah, That's yeah. interesting. Well, I was going to say, oh, yeah. I, I was a big fan of the surreal life. Um, you know, when it first aired, I loved watching Flava Flave and like Bridget Nielsen, those train wrecks were amazing. Um, and I loved Vern Troyer. He was so <laughs> cute. I, he was, he was adorable. So I'm looking at this cast, you know, and I'm like, You guys don't seem like you um, would have much drama except for, like, Dennis Rodman. But I could be wrong because I haven't seen the show yet. I'm very excited to watch it.
3: Well, let me tell you, there was a lot of drama. So I would say definitely subscribe to CJPerry.com where I discuss a lot of the things that did not Make the television show. And so, <laughs> yes, yes, all the hot tea. We, can you, you give us a
1: hint? Like can you give us like a little teaser so people want to go back for more? Uh,
3: well, I, they're, they're just everything. Like, every, it, it's, it's so funny because when me and Manny watch it, he was eight minutes from me, so we watch it together. Oh, cool. And we're always like, wow, 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 because it's so. Like, so much stuff did not make the episodes, and <laughs> it, it's one of these reality shows that are not um, contrived. It, it, the, the producers basically were like, well, we didn't know it was a social experiment until afterwards, but it really was a social experiment. And so when you put eight strangers together and and make a social experiment, it's, mm-hmm. a lot happens. And then on top of it, you have celebrities and you know, right. we're all, we have all our, we just, we're, we're all independent individuals and have to do things our own way. And everyone is kind of, well, either really famous in their own right or very, very well known and successful in their own yeah. genre. And yeah. so it's just, it's just, they take your phones away. I mean, oh. the hardest thing for me was not having Google. I was yeah, like, I can't look you up and find all the tea and pretend like I know who you
1: are. Oh no. wait, that's so funny. So wait, you. they didn't—they didn't tell you who you're going to be in a house with, really?
3: Oh no, they tell you nothing. Absolutely that's actually—that's very nothing. cool. You don't wow. know. Wow. Yeah, you—you you, everything like literally everything you find out as you go. They, I tried. I tried to be like a K.G. I tried to be like a K.G.B. slash um, CIA agent and find yeah. out, like, do like talk to the producers and do like get, and they would always catch on. there, like, you see what you're doing." I'm like, oh, "Done
1: it." Oh, that um, is so, so funny. Like, I'm telling yeah. you <laughs> I'd be yeah, the same, C.J. Everyday. I don't like surprises yeah, like that. I would I'm, totally be the same. I totally would. Now, do you do you feel like doing reality shows? I mean, do you feel like you? Not to sound weird, but do you feel like you grow from them as, as much as you would like doing a movie or doing like another a different type of project, a scripted project?
3: Oh, uh, absolutely. I think I think it's a different type of pro You know, all all different genres mm. in, of entertainment and storytelling. The, everything you can learn from. You know, if it can be social yeah. media, it can be TikTok, it can be YouTube, it can be reality. It, it, it's all different, and mm. I think with scripted television and scripted movies you there's probably a lot more preparation like just right. physical preparation you know me- memorizing working out uh training of his action mm-hmm. um, really get diving into the character there's so much prep beforehand while yeah. with reality the prep is you better prepare your mind <laughs> like you better meditate you yeah. better freaking rehearse and you know because you're going to be put in these situations especially in these like social experiment situations where they want you to pop
1: off you know, they I know want the, right they, like they, that's they the goal want, yeah
3: yeah the goal is totally. to get and one of you want... guys
1: to break which is so crazy like it's yes. crazy to me
3: yes absolutely and it's like even if even if they don't end up using it
0: they yeah. still
3: want to be able to have that option and Um, because of like editing so much on YouTube and editing so much stuff for social media and also doing total divas, I really Mm. learned the power of edit, the power (laughs) of music. So when you go, what have you learned from reality? I've like, honestly, from total divas and surreal life, I've learned the power of edit, the power of what just putting music, changing Mm. music can completely change a scene. It could take it from, drama, the comedy, it could be a drama, <laughs> the, whatever you want, just yeah. by adding different music. And so that I think is a, a technical that I learned from doing reality is right. like the power of e- this edit. You can really, you can really change a narrative by giving a little bit less, you know, oh, well, I, think sometimes I, we like I totally,
1: a lot. totally agree. It's funny. I just, I interviewed a cast member from Love is Blind, actually, I don't know if you know that show, but- uh-huh. they, he yeah, was Yeah, I mean, this guy, Cole, he was fighting with his then, you know, his ex-fiance over this cutie scene about, you know, whatever her, her saying he called her fat, all this stuff. And like, literally Netflix was so smart because they put out the footage after they didn't, they never used it. But after it became a big deal, they're like, oh, here you go. We have the real footage. Now you can see who was lying and who wasn't. It's so, it's so interesting. Um, yeah, it's crazy. So yeah. can, can I just ask you, like, is there anyone in the house that just because I haven't watched the show yet like do you just is there anyone you just did not jive with like at all
3: I really did get along with everyone you know I I think I was one of the few people in the house I mean there's a couple like Manny I think me and Manny we got, really mm-hmm. got along with everyone and ironically we're like best friends Aww. now um I'm, yeah. I'm still very close with Tamar Braxton. Uh, She used to live 10 minutes from me. Now she lives in Atlanta, but we still talk to each other regularly. And I, I, with Total Divas, I, my last season, I got in a really big fight with a girl. And Mm -hmm. I remember thinking, I never want to do that again. Like, I always want to keep my cool. I always want to rise above. I always want to be mentally stronger that I don't, like bite the bait, and
2: mm. especially
3: allow like not even. I just in life, you know. I was like, I just don't want to. It was such a let when you go. Lessons learned, you know. You you get to watch yourself back and go. Yeah, maybe I don't want to do ever do that again. That you is know, maybe so I interesting, CJ.
1: Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. That's so, so interesting. That was, yeah.
3: Thank you. Mm. Thank you. So I that was a huge, huge, huge lesson for me to learn, and um. I went into surreal real life really being like, I want to control my temper and I want to control my mouth. And I really mm. want to try to get along with everyone, even if it's not um, convenient
1: yes. for me. Right. And, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I and mean,
3: I, I, I'm, I'm proud of myself. It's I and think it's that's
1: so like- awesome where you took you basically learned from your mistake on a previous reality show and said, okay, it's actually not cute to be the hothead. Um, and I'm gonna, that's really yeah. cool. That's really cool. Who did you end up getting in a fight with? Cause I didn't watch that show yet. Um, total divas. I
3: actually, I actually, Oh, um, well, the second season, I, I thought the second season I was on, which was, um, season four, Seven. I fought a lot with Natty, but we we would all <laughs> we're like sisters fighting. And then okay. um season eight, I got in a really big fight with her. Her real name is Soraya, but at the time she was going by Paige in WWE, mm. and we were very close. We're like sisters, and we resolved our conflict. But it and we resolved it on the show. But you know, it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, and watching yourself it, is like, cringy, right? And <laughs> yeah, it's just like you. You just for me, I just watched it. It it was a a lesson learned, like a five-year-long lesson. And it just taught me like our words have so much power and we can manifest so much with our words. We can build people up or we can tear people down. And Mm -hmm. I want to be a person that lifts people up. And I want to be a person that tries to understand people, even if they're, it's completely different than my experience. And I think that's what surreal life really was great because we all were from different walks of life and different experiences and so for me my intention was let me try to understand life from your point of view because who cares if i see it differently i'm looking at it from my sunglasses let me try to put your shades on because Uh i probably would be no different than you
1: you're such a good person oh my gosh I just want to hug you sorry to be weird I love when this happens no this is why I love I love talking to people like this because you're so sweet I really I think that's amazing and I also think it's amazing that you live with Dennis Rodman and you kept your cool I'm sorry I don't know him obviously but that man seems so obnoxious I just don't think I could ever cohabitate with him um
3: so more props well, I guess to you for The that. one person, the one person I did like have an encounter with, I guess, was definitely Dennis Rodman. And but him and I are like we're are cool. And we were, he was one of the people that I was close to in the house. And mm. yeah, the only other person that would drink, drink. And I'm like, how are we at a barbecue and no one's drinking? And it was just Wait, and I, read so I read that. I read that nobody drinks. Yeah. Well, three like- really- people three People okay. were completely sober, so oh. um, Manny has never drank alcohol in his entire life. Oh, Frankie Muniz, knock him mm. in the middle, never drank any alcohol in his life, never had. What? That's and so, yeah, I know exactly. I'm like, oh, Wait, I have no me. idea. Um, and I know, and then Kim Coles doesn't drink anymore, and so, like, August mm. and Tamar then Stormy might have a beer, but yeah. it was really like liquor It was only me and Dennis. And so it's so bizarre because I'm like, how do you go to a barbecue on a Saturday afternoon <laughs> with strangers?
1: I'm with you, Let's CJ. You. I'm actually totally and with no you. And no
3: one wants <laughs> a drink? Are you kidding me? Me and Dennis were like pounding the shot. It's, I'm so you know, with you. Mess, yeah.
1: That's <laughs> but, so um, true.
3: Yeah, it's no fun to know.
1: drink alone. So... <laughs>
3: No, exactly. So we bonded, but also there were some times that he, Dennis, really acted out of line, and I wasn't okay with that. And I yeah. I told him that, but it's, you know, we should be able to be honest with each other. It's just how we say it. And it's, it's not mm-hmm. always about what we say. A lot of times it's how we say it. And every day I'm working on my delivery. Every day I'm trying to, like, be a better communicator If it's to my husband, the people, the, my employees, yeah. like – how we're going to always remember that we might, we're not going to remember what people say, but we are going to remember how people make us feel.
1: Yes, you're right. Oh my gosh. You're so smart. You really are. I like, you're so well-spoken and smart. I, I, I feel like I'm not blowing smoke up your ass right now. I just, you know, I didn't know what to expect. Um, just because I, uh, you know, I haven't watched this show yet. So I, and I don't watch a lot of reality TV. This was the one thing I did watch. So I, I'm, I will tune into this. I will be watching this. And um, so I didn't oh know your God, personality you yet. So it's I really will. good. I will. Thank well, CJ, you. You have thank to you. Watch
3: it. it's, it's really funny. It's really, if you don't watch a lot of reality shows, this is one to watch. It's really, really, really funny. And uh, yeah, all of us, all of us cast members have been shocked. Like, oh. we've all been like, whoa, like, we're proud to be a part of this.
1: Yes. And that's a really cool experience. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, so, I'm so excited. Wow. So excited. Um, Yay. CJ, where can people find you if they want to follow you?
3: Yes, please subscribe to cjperry.com. I do everything from shoots, videos, talk about wrestling. I bring people on there, talk about surreal life. There's a big shoot that we're doing for Christmas with my husband, Miroslav Rusev. Um, So definitely subscribe there. And then on Instagram and Twitter, it's the
1: CJ Perry and TikTok, CJ Perry, TikTok. I just followed you on Instagram right now. (laughs) I'm so excited. Okay. Thank you so much. This was so great. Uh, CJ Perry, everyone, on Lauren Interviews. Okay, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, That was a fun episode for me to record. So hopefully you really liked listening to it as much as I liked recording it. Um, If you like this episode, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple um or wherever you listen and so oh this is probably the last podcast until 2023 um I might put out a mini episode next week depending on how um ambitious I am let's see we'll see um all right guys thanks for listening